Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. weeks now whenever we come in to record megan and i will joke about oh hey look the thermostat says replace bat there's probably a little bat in there and then we would laugh about it and walk away (laughs) 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 so we're at a point right now where we're recording every other week normally we record every week but people are taking their vacations now we've kind of built this into the schedule and so at some point in the last two weeks the bat finally died Fortunately, oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. The battery, I'm sorry. Fortunately, I came in yesterday to record something for Journey Indiana because guess what happens when the battery dies on the thermostat? It, Does it get really it hot? It just stops. Everything that we had, like, not taped, but what's the uh, uh, command strip to the walls? Oh, yeah. Fell off. <laughs> <laughs> it was so hot in here. Luckily, the TV remote, which, by the way, doesn't work right now, uh, because its batteries were sacrificed to the thermostat. <laughs> Praises be to the thermostat god. Oh, man. And like I sat in here and I recorded for a little bit. And once I got it plugged in and working again, it was like, oh, it's 60, it's 68 degrees in here. I'm like, no, it is not. And it's like, <laughs> well, I got to wake up first and then maybe I'll get a sense of what the room is. So as I was leaving, it finally went, oh, it's like 89 in here. Oh, oh I guess I'll nice. turn on. <laughs> See, what you don't know is that this was all a trick played by me, hoping to not be freezing while we record for once. Sorry, Tass. I'm a little sad that I missed out on a recording session where you all got to be like very scantily clad. I'm always scantily clad. I mean, yeah, you're you are serving it for the rest of the group. To catch up to you. The horror that would have dawned on us when we stepped into the recording studio today. That's when I say, nope, and I turn around and I go yeah, home. Grandpa, <laughs> Grandpa Simpson, one loop and out the door. <laughs> oh, boy. So one thing I do want to take a second to mention is that as part of the bake sale that we did, uh, we did offer a certain tier where people made donations and we offered them some time on the intro to either put out a personal message or like like a little commercial for something that they were working on. We got our first one. Oh, cool. Nice. Uh, and I know Tass already knows about this because he's very excited about it. Uh, this is for Earth Dawn. <gasps> Earth Dawn has started a new Kickstarter. It is the Grand Bazaar, which is for the fourth edition of Earth Dawn. The Grand Bazaar is, if you have not played Earth Dawn, this is where like all stories begin. Yeah. It is this enormous bazaar outside of the main city where you can just find anything. And it is like bigger than the main city because people just started to build it outside. So it's this enormous book that has a ton of stuff inside of it for the Grand Bazaar. Um, it is open until June 14th. The Bazaar or the Kickstarter? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the Kickstarter is open until June 14th. And they have a bunch of add-ons that you can do in addition to just getting the book, uh, including 
a plush mountain shadow, yes. which is one of the great dragons. Minis of some of the groups in Earth Dawn, like Obsidian and Tuscrang, which don't exist in other forms. I'm. Uh, it it made me like I teared up a little bit when yeah. I saw those. Like oh, and an enormous mini of Virgigorm, one of the main antagonists uh, who is the hunter of great dragons. It's so good. Yeah. So all of their physical books come with a copy of the PDF on this as add-ons. They've also added all of the books that they have done. So you can go in and kind of piecemeal whatever you want from them. So you can find that just by going over to Kickstarter and search for the Grand Bazaar, or you can look in today's show notes to find the link to the Kickstarter. So good. So good. The lore of this world is so good. I have to tell you, and I forgot to bring it today, we got a prototype mountain shadow in the mail. <gasps> what? I yeah. saw that. You showed that on the stream the other day. I did. I did. He he sat over my shoulder as I streamed the other day. Oh, I love it. Uh, I'm telling you, I, I just got a raise at work. Yeah. So I'm treating myself. We're going to have a Virgigorm up in this oh, yes. uh, studio as well. Nice. Also, on Monday, uh, if you are available at 8 p.m., we're going to do our anniversary stream over at twitch.tv slash the crit show. Tass is going to be running a game of Monster of the Week. And we are all going to be playing as the playbooks he made us for our birthday. So not only as ourselves, like we do in Coin, but like as our legitimate selves in real life. Yes. Like <laughs> the, gosh, the best version, what Tass sees in us, the best <laughs> versions of ourselves. And the most ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, and I've named it. Oh, have you? What oh. is it? It's called The Other Side of the Other Coin. <laughs> good. <laughs> Very good. And along with that, our four-year anniversary You've got like three days from right now. If you were listening to this, the day it airs, you got three days to get in your Crit Show Creations entry just to win all, all kinds of stuff. Just a big just a big swaggle of stuff. Just just a mess. a mess. Just a mess of stuff. Yeah, the deadline is Saturday, May 28th, which is my birthday. And all I want for my birthday is to see your Crit Show Creations. <laughs> and to send you just a big pile of garbage. I mean, swag, <laughs> good things, rewards. <laughs> Jake, are you using this giveaway to clean out your junk drawer again? Look, I've got good things in my junk drawer. <laughs> I acquired them for a reason. Yeah. I just don't want them anymore. That's fair. <laughs> and I'm passing the savings on to you. <laughs> One man's trash. <laughs> One man's trash is another man's trash. <laughs> but it's free. But it's free, and that makes it treasure. It makes it feel like treasure. And then lastly, I would just like to ask you all to stay tuned at the end of the episode for a couple of special announcements. And with that, it's time to let the recap roll. I have this other inkling, you guys, that if we're, if we're talking about this energy being out there, the, these pieces of the gods, I think we need to head up to the North Pole sooner than later. What do you feel like we're looking for once we get here? The feeling I get is just that if we had known what we know now, there is something there that would be evident. I know what happened to that energy. The Koshes and the Builders. Nash devoured them the same time that he devoured. Megan's grandpa calls it the gold. I want to use magic. And I think I'm just kind of standing there and watching this last moment and like rewinding it and watching it again. I don't know that I'm really looking for anything new, but I think I'm just kind of watching the last second that I had with TJ. Yes, the energy for death and the energy for the Builder still existed. They were not unmade in that moment. And the look of surprise on his face when it hits him versus the smile that he gives you before he leaves, you took it in the moment as a smug grin of victory, 
and it becomes clear to you in this moment that it was a smug grin of having escaped a situation that they didn't think they could get out of. And the thing that it's going to do is push the energy of the Builder and the Devourer out of Nash so that he can become death. Jake, you have just used magic to look back in time and see the moment where Nash took the energy from you and also unknowingly took the energy of the Builder and death and learned in watching his escape that death's going to try to push out the Devourer. Um, I need to go tell everybody this. <laughs> Shit, I guess I'll go get Megan first, because I know the other two were, like, going indoors and underground, so I couldn't signal them if I wanted to. Yeah. So I'll go fetch Megan. Who's also laying down in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> I've eaten part of the candy cane. I thought it was real. <laughs> this is nothing like TV has taught me that Santa's <laughs> workshop would be like. Um, Have you found anything important? No, I kind of just got here. I was looking around. It doesn't seem to be much. Are you okay? I found out a bad thing. Oh, no. What? What's wrong? Um, Nash didn't, like, eat the builder energy and the death energy exactly uh, because the death part is trying to take him over. So they're not, like, gone and digested. Death is trying to take root in place of the devourer within Nash. Oh, my God. It can do that? I guess it kind of makes sense. It's like a whole different thing. You know, death was like an elder god or whatever that the new gods kind of usurped. So it makes sense that he might have something extra in the tank to be able to beat out their stuff. Whoa, what does this mean for Nash? Like, is he himself? Is he whatever personality like Koshay had? I don't know, but I think we should go find the others and let them know and we can speculate on this yeah this is uh, this is wild um yeah let's go find him i think they went down that way yeah head over towards uh the underground portion of the workshop yeah i'm just sort of pushing wreckage around and just looking around at anything that might stick out which i have to assume is not much yeah i'm just touching the remains of the noel computer and seeing if i can get any visions off of it yeah you go over to Noel's old cradle and try to get a sense of anything and you get some little quick visions um, it's mostly ghouls slashing and tearing at the walls of this place uh, and you see that Noel, when they remove her systems is in lockdown mode man if I never have a vision about ghouls again it will be too soon <laughs> <laughs> yeah we head over towards them hey Tass Kim Jake's got some news okay what'd you find uh, I used magic to watch the moment that TJ died again, and I I noticed something. Um, you know, Nash had kind of given me like a like a shitty little smirk after he ate the gold that prevented TJ from surviving, and I I realized watching it again that it wasn't Nash really that did that. Um, it seems like as soon as he imbibed the builder and death that death started trying to take over. Oh, that's why Nash looked so confused. Yeah, I think it hit him and, you know, it was like a hostile takeover. Like, death intends to push the devourer out and make Nash the new vessel. You said that he wants to push the devourer out, but what happens to the builder energy? I don't know. I mean, he can't hold multiples at once. I don't even understand how death like could be influencing him you know there's there's not room in the potential for for both of them but he can't hold on to it so i don't know if he 
gave that one up or is going to give that one up. I mean, I know that we know that the builder hasn't been replaced, but it's possible that he doesn't like think of that one as as much of a threat or something. You know, he might want to put the devourer into a vessel because he knows the power of the devourer. Yeah, but if death has already been manipulated once by this ritual, recognizing that this other energy is in there and is going to go somewhere that could maybe be used against him again. If it was me, I would try to know exactly where that energy lives and control it. I don't know. I mean, he probably still has them both then. So he's probably looking for a way to offload them and keep them on a short leash. I don't really know what to do about that without getting close to Nash, but we need them. The good news is if death does take over, we're doing the exact same thing they did last time. So that's cool. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You know, I've been wondering this whole time exactly what that shadowy figure is in the center and also how we could do that ritual if Nash was the devourer and we need the devourer's help in order to do the ritual. But now it seems like in some respects this has gotten a lot simpler, though also infinitely more complicated because we don't know what's happened to the devourer and the builder now. Yeah, the two rituals seem to line up a lot clearer now, but... You're right. I think we need to talk to the gods and find out exactly what they did. We have to find the Builder and the Devourer, but we also need to know what we have to do when we get them. Maybe the gods will have some kind of answer for how to yoink those forces out of them. Yeah, maybe we can somehow track down the people that that energy is best suited for next. Is there anything else we feel like we need to do before we try and get in touch with the gods? I wouldn't know what. Well, I can start trying to figure out how to do that. I would love to not have to do it here for so many reasons. I'd love to do it in like a warm place, please. I can't feel my fingers. I'm fine, but yeah, let's roll. <laughs> He's in a tank top. <laughs> uh, where are we going to go? Just back to Indy? Back to the lair? We go to the lair. We go to the castle. The castle might be good. I'm going to need to do some research, so it'd be good to have access to the library. Maybe my grandpa has some sort of insight on this. All right. Head back to the chopper and ask for a lift to the castle. All right. Is there anything that you all want to do on the flight to the castle from here? I think barring the ability, like I feel like I don't have what I need to actually like make contact, but I think I'm falling back on like some prayers to the defender. Like I'm trying to establish like that I'm that I'm reaching out, right? Like I want the defender to like pick up in his ear like, oh, I hear Jake's voice, even though I don't expect anything to come of it yet. While you're doing this, focusing down, trying to send this out, you're not expecting it to work, but you're trying. You're kind of probing. Roll investigate a mystery. Six. Is there any way to help out with this? How? Yeah, that's what I just <laughs> said. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were asking me. <laughs> On the part of a telepath. Yeah, I mean, like, that's what I'm thinking. Like, this is a very, like, personal thing you're doing. But, like, the fact that I also have a connection, not to, you know, an existing god, but... The essence of one that did exist alongside this, like, pantheon. Yeah, we'll help out. Nine. All right, so that bumps Jake up to a mixed success. You get a hold one, but it does expose Megan to danger. It's fine. I'm used to it. I think old reliable what is being concealed here. I think it is the push from Megan. Like, you feel her kind of boosting your thoughts, pushing them further, trying to connect with this personality that you're familiar with. And normally when you hear Megan in your head, when you hear those messages, there's just that slight bit of reverb. But as you send this thought out, it's like speaking into a sound treated room, like it is hollow and it is hitting something. 
the thing being concealed here is that right now there's something blocking your message from getting through. Okay. Megan, I think you take one point of damage. We've talked about this before, that kind of mental stress from pushing your thoughts too hard. I get a headache. Yeah. (laughs) Ow. (laughs) Anybody else? Yeah, thinking about trying to contact the gods, and I know that in this dimension, I may one day be the Oracle of the North Wind, which stands to reason that maybe in other dimensions... I am the Oracle of the North Wind and maybe have talked to the gods before. I would like to try to like reach out to alternate versions of myself to see if they have tried to contact the gods previously. Yeah, roll alternate lives. Good move. Oh, yes. I was scared because I saw the logo, but these are the Strom dice. Uh, <laughs> so that's a good that's a good thing. The next dice I get made, I'm going to have the logo on the three just to really... No, I just <laughs> get on the four for the four-year anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> that's a 12. All right. So, yes, an alternate version of you has experience with this kind of thing. Uh, so you get a whole two. Okay. Well, let's just start like very simply here. What did an alternate life discover about communicating and meeting with the gods? You close your eyes and you reach out to these alternate selves and your mind focuses in on one. And the voice that's in your head is very almost like it's being carried along the breeze. Like you get a true sense of wind and you get a foggy vision of almost like a wind elemental but they have got these markings around their neck, like the um, necklace of the North Winds. She tells you that one of the easiest ways to try and get one of the gods' attention and send them a message is to be doing something that embodies what it is they stand for. So if it is a god of fire having an enormous flame, if it is a god of battle being in the midst of a fight, doing something that would turn the god's attention towards you before you try to reach out. Okay, so I've also heard that mortals entering the plane of gods can be, like, very bad. So I think my next hold is, what did an alternate life learn too late to help them? That's such a good question. The thing that they discovered too late to help themselves was that the entities, the gods, whatever it is you're trying to communicate with, whatever you're trying to work with, all of the forces that you're bringing together have to exist in the same place for it to be safe for all involved. So similar to what Kara learned too late, if there was a way to get everyone involved on the same plane, it would be a safe ritual for all involved. And then your eyes clear and this voice from another world leaves you. I just spoke to another version of myself that has talked to the gods. Okay. So what did you learn? So... I was wondering how one goes about trying to get the gods' attention. And what the other me advised was that a a good way to get the gods to look at you is to do something that is exemplifying what that god stands for. So a big show of something that would get the defender's attention or the challenger or the the anarchist but that yeah yeah some of those do not sound like fantastic ways to um to go about but if we can think of something that might be a good way to get them to try to meet with us 
the other thing that I was wondering about was when we do this ritual, how do we do it so that no one dies? And what she had to say was that if we could figure out a way to do this ritual where everyone involved was on the same plane of existence, then no one has to cross through a veil and no one has to die. Well, that's huge. Yeah. I rub the palm of my hand to my forehead. Uh, Jake, were you able to make any sort of contact? I was trying to kind of boost that mental connection, but I don't know if your thoughts were too sharp or something, but that kind of hurt. He's got that pointy brain. Pointy thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) No, actually, kind of the opposite. There's a barrier or something up. It, It wasn't just like I couldn't get their attention. It's like something's in the way of getting their attention. Maybe because it's like Kim said, you're not doing the thing they're about. I mean, it it felt more definite than that. Like, you know, it it felt like something was actively barricading, not just not just that I wasn't putting out a strong enough signal to be noticed. Is it possible that they're mad at you? I mean, that's totally possible. I don't know. I don't feel like they would all have a reason to be mad at me. Yeah. Disappointed, maybe. But other than changing teams, like I don't think I did anything to make an enemy of the defender so if you don't think they're putting up this barrier who is and how i mean i it's not necessarily that they're not putting up the barrier i'm i would guess if that's the case that it's not just against me ah like maybe they've sequestered themselves or something and so nobody's gonna get through um sounds like a bunch of chicken shits to me i challenge you to say otherwise oh the challenger oh Uh, i got yeah maybe uh Lightning strikes the helicopter. <laughs> oh, shit. oh no! Uh, I don't. I think that this seems like a very disrespectful way to approach this. Yeah. All right. If they weren't mad before, <laughs> they might be now. Okay. Then the gloves are off. I will give you the synopses of all of the Godzilla movies in order for the rest of the ride, and the torturer cannot ignore that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very interested, though, so I don't think that that's going to work on me. Yeah, because, like, who do we, like, the these sort of gods that we can maybe get in contact with? We've got the Defender, the Challenger, the Executioner, the Torturer, the Anarchist. A lot of these do not sound, like, fantastic in terms of trying to get their attention. Yeah, don't want to engage with a lot of them. Um, hey, I'm sure they're lovely people, right, Defender? Challenging the gods and defending the gods <laughs> is what they're looking for, but I love this energy. Rev's just shaking his head behind the microphone. Everett opens the back hatch, <laughs> pushes Tess out. <laughs> Executioner, nice! <laughs> we did it! We got a bingo. Um, I, I feel like this will be part of maybe what I can figure out trying to research this. You know, we don't know a lot about where they are. You know, whatever their Mount Olympus style place is. But if I can figure out something about it, that might help us with both figuring out why they're blocked off or how and figuring out a different place that we can do this that's not fatal to us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we can also work on trying to find something that would qualify as defending for you to to gain the defender's attention if this wall can come down. Yeah. Uh, boy, I'm going to sleep. Because I feel like I'm not going to get much once we get there. So I'm so rested. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm wide awake. Well, you still feel tired. Uh, oh, yeah, that tracks. <laughs> yeah, all right. Let's just 
get some rest, get to where we can make some moves and see what we can find out. All right, so the rest of the flight back to the castle is uneventful. Uh, if you have any damage, you can heal one point of damage over the course of this flight. It's a long one again. Everett lands inside of the quarry where all of the mine shafts split off and let you out. Yeah, start hiking down to Castletown. You all make your way down through the mines and into the castle. And uh, Selena is in the front room reading when you come in. Oh, how's it going? Pretty good. What you reading? A Mason man. <laughs> nice. It's one of my one of my favorite books, actually. I really like this Lenny guy. I hope things turn no, out for him. No. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, the books he's got here aren't very modern, but I'm just working my way through the ones I. You know, sometimes you know a story, but you haven't read the book. Yeah. So I just want to read the book now so that I can say that I know it from the book and not just like hearsay. Modern adaptations. (laughs) Yeah. Very cool. Nice. Uh, How's Elnor going? You still just going over there to get like some little snacks and stuff that going okay? Yeah, I've been going over there every morning for my breakfast. It lasts me the rest of the day. Nice. What are y'all up to? Oh, just going to try to talk to the gods. Well, good luck with that. Thanks. <laughs> what would be your thoughts on like being a vessel of a god? She sets her book down. Come again? I don't I don't know how else to say it. Oh, you best do some splaining then. Well, we're going to have to do a thing where we're going to need to like utilize the powers of a bunch of gods, but some of them are like dead and their abilities are just out there and one of them's the devourer and you, you know, eat energies and things and we're going to need somebody to harness the powers of the devourer. Oh. And you seem like a prime candidate. If you would be into that. She, you, you saved my life and, you know, didn't hold me accountable for the job I was stuck doing. If there's a way I can help out. Then I just like that. You didn't hold me accountable for my <laughs> terrible crimes. You so. let me get away with my crimes, <laughs> so <laughs> I'll do whatever you say. <laughs> I'll do, I'll do, I'm indebted to you. <laughs> I'm more so meant like... <laughs> That you didn't blame her for being forced into that situation. <laughs> you oh, you just let me get away with whatever I fucking want, so I'm, I'm down to clown. So, so, so I'll definitely take the ability to eat anything and everything that I could ever want, because you'll let me do fucking anything. <laughs> I know you all keep real short leashes. Yeah. <laughs> this has just been a win, 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 win for me. <laughs> I just keep failing upward. <laughs> I'm going to eat the world. I spent like, what, a few months inside a bell? Worth it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I I would be more than happy to help if there's a way for me to to aid you, to pay you back for all the kindness you've shown me. I will warn you, one, you're going to have to participate in kind of a dangerous thing. And two, and maybe the harder thing, it's going to take a lot of willpower to not abuse those abilities i'll be honest with you i've been doing dangerous things my entire life except for well these last couple weeks on this couch been pretty nice but i fight off the urge every day something i'm kind of used to all right well i'm gonna go try to learn some more about how this whole thing works so as jake heads upstairs selena picks up her book uh but then she looks back at you again megan what's it like having the essence of a god in you it's not too bad. Like, you know how Jake had, like, his fiery sword? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, like, that was him having powers from, like, one of the gods that exists. But, like, the things that I can do come from a god that died a long time ago. Oh, so it's not like I'm going to be taken over by this god or something? No, no, no. Like, it's not It's not 
like what the god used to be. It's just kind of like the energy and power of what their vibe was. Oh, like their like their champion or something. Kind, yeah. kinda, yeah. But y- you are just kind of a person that represents the thing that they were about. So me, um, the god that I have abilities from, was called the Empath. Oh, that makes sense. You were very sweet to me when we actually got to meet. Yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. That was really kind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so like that's why I can do like telepathy and like telekinesis. It's very like psychic mental powers. Uh, and you, like Jake said, can eat energy and there's this other god called the devourer and that was kind of their jam so this sounds like a weird sentence but it sounds like a pretty delicious job because <laughs> magic is delicious and if i that you mean i could like figure out what all other kinds of things taste like because i wondered Ooh, now boy. that you're saying this i kind of i kind of want it <laughs> it does sound good yeah Tass, you can't have everything. You're already the chosen, bud. Well, now, I, hey, hold on. He's like, you didn't see me in that vision. I could have been anywhere. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I, ga- I gave it up once before. I'll do it again. <laughs> I will do it again. I'll do it again for some delicious food. <laughs> I'll do anything for a cosmic cheeseburger. <laughs> Enjoy your book. Thanks. Um, just about the last chapter. I think it's oh. going to get good. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for the happy end. I can't wait for the day you ma. (laughs) (laughs) Jake, so what exactly are you looking for here as you comb through the collected books of Jeffrey Nash? I'm looking for information on wherever they are. What is this place? I understand that it's extra planar. How would communication between two planes be barred like that? Like, you know how you'd read, like, a mythology book that taught you about, like, the Greek pantheon and shit, but, like, the real-life version of it. Why don't you roll Investigate a Mystery? Okay. While I come up with something. <laughs> that's that's a four. Um, oh, I'm trying to decide if I'm going to spend a point of luck. Like, we've got to figure out how to communicate with them. I'm going to spend a point of luck. Okay. Council of Wizards. Council <laughs> of Wizards oh, is mad boy. at you for two I, things I now. I pissed them off twice yeah, in a yeah. day. They're coming in hot. All right, you get a hold, too. What happened here? I, I can feel that there's this barricade. Did they put it up? Did someone else put it up? What am I feeling? So as you go through and try to find out about communicating with the gods, you pretty quickly come across the idea that the gods really don't have the ability to stop someone from communicating with them. That if communication didn't work, it would be because the person trying to reach them has put up a block against the gods. Man, I, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out if this is something I specifically am going to need to remedy or like if I'm cut off, but somebody else can open this line of communication, then that's what that's my what can it do? <laughs> like, Or what? maybe what is being concealed here? What would that God do? <laughs> what that God do? Yeah. So the vibe of what you're trying to figure out as you have this thought of, you know, is this something that's me specific? Is it people in general? Because you're all connected, that you all seem to have this kind of shared fate, you don't imagine that anyone in the group would be able to do it until kind of atonement was made. Um, You don't think that you have to be the one to atone specifically, but you think that you would have to find a way to appease a quorum of the remaining gods. Oh, fucking hell. Okay. (laughs) All right. I think I kind of clap this book shut and like toss it. (laughs) 
aside in frustration. Selena walks in with uh, my men, fucking throws it in the same way. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> books. That's so funny. <laughs> You're right. Books are dumb. I hate them. They make me feel things. Um, I'm going to go back downstairs. Hey, bud, what'd you find out? I fucked up when I renounced the power of the divine. I didn't just like renounce it. I cut myself off from it. So the wall that's up is my fault. Oh, shit. I was right. They are mad at you. They hurt. I don't know if they're mad. Expl- well, yes, because I'm pretty sure that we're going to have to do something for the gods that pleases them or else they won't talk to us anymore. Not not all of them, but three of them, as far as I can tell. Yeah. And like, just to clarify, I think what Jake found out, like this is not a they are like mad and have cut him off. This is a they can't like if this was the electricity in your house. When Jake stopped being the divine, he didn't like turn the power off in the breaker. He called the power company and they dug up the lines. And so now it's that has to get reestablished. Mm. So it's not like them being like just being being They're petty. not just pouting. Yes, exactly. I mean, I'm sure one just of them. A little bit of pouting yeah. is in there, but yeah, I don't know where to start on that. We can't. Not yet. I mean, I was hoping that this would be a simple fix, but it's not. This is going to take time. This is going to take planning. I'm on board with the idea that before we can get to that, we need to go through and we need to start fucking up some of his bigger picture stuff. Okay, I think this still works then. We go through, we fuck up whatever we need to fuck up on this other side of this portal. We start thinking of ways that we can maybe appease these gods and maybe have friends on this side doing the same thing. Just coming up with possibilities of ways that might get their attention or or make them happy so that when we do come back, we at least maybe have a starting point. I like that. All right. Uh, I'm going to head off to find my grandpa. Yeah, so you all head upstairs towards the lab, and your grandpa isn't here. Hmm. Wonder where he is. Maybe he's working with James? They said that they were going to maybe meet up and go over stuff. Yeah, let's let's go. All right, you head through the portal into Elnor, and the first thing you notice is that Ferguson is not here. Okay. Where the hell is everyone? And you head into the portal that takes you into the subterranean lair, and it is crowded in here. The first thing you notice is that the IPT cruiser is front and center of this room. There are a pair of feet sticking out from underneath it. Uh, someone's underneath the car working on it. And you see Rev and Grandpa Tincher over by the computer. On Rev's shoulder is a very tiny Ferguson. And Megan's grandpa is chiseling some runes into the ground. Rev, you're back! Hey, how's it going? It's going! I have to know something. I have to know something. Were you a dog? Yes. Hell yeah. I just throw my hands up to the rest of these guys for <laughs> high fives. You were both there too. Shut. I st- yes. You I were, said it looked like us. You were both dogs. <sighs> Have you been uh, back to the inn to see Trog recently? He's got a box with like a bunch of stuff that we found from the future that has like all the keepsakes from your adventures. And so we kind of saw what you were up to. But oh, it's so good to see you. Oh, and I give him a hug. Wow. And he hugs you back. Yeah, I saw Trog just kind of as Landar and I were coming back through. But then I, I headed here. Oh, where's Landara? Uh, she's actually in the back room. Hi, Rev. Nice to meet you. I'm Kim. I'm also one of the things that they found in the future. Oh, hi. Welcome <laughs> to the past? Yeah. Wait, is this, the, is this your past or is this like a different timeline now? That's an excellent question. The way that time works is it's just a river. So we are in the past, uh, which is my past. But now we have sort of set the river in a new direction. Ah, Ori wheels out from underneath the car. He is just covered in grease, and he stands up and, and wipes his hands off. 
Oh, hey guys, how's it going? Hey man, what you working on? Oh, just making sure the car is all set up, like the car part of it. Like, I don't know any of this other stuff. And he gestures to a bunch of strange little devices just all over the car. Like, this is this is their thing, but I'm just making sure the car itself is in good working order. Is there any oil left in it? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I was just changing it out. And uh, this is a sound like a weird humble brag, but my chest has kind of got too big. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, like, I uncorked it that- and just... He just this rubs is... his pecs. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very good look on you. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Sorry, what exactly is happening to the car? Ah, yes. Uh, I had said that I had some modifications to to make to the car. And, well, we started to realize how much work needed to be done. And so we just kind of started reaching out to people and their different areas of expertise. And the next thing you know, uh, well, all, all of this. Um, So, the car first, here. And he reaches in his pocket and he hands you back the keys. I'm way less enthusiastic to take these keys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, everybody, everybody, uh, uh, step back a little bit. Uh, Jake, if you would just move uh, a foot over to the side. I do that. Push the 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 call button. The call button? Like the, uh, oh, oh, I don't know what it's alarm called. Alarm button? The, not the alarm, but where you like chirp it to, to find out where it's at. I'll press like the lock button. You do that and you hear the first, like the map, map. You hear the first map and then there's a flash of light. And the car is right next to you, like a foot over, as the second map hits. <gasps> oh! What? Uh, this way, you'll be able to to call it to you. I don't know what these other worlds are going to be like, um, but there may be a time where you're doing something and you need the vehicle, uh, so this will make sure that if you ever get separated from it, you won't leave uh, strange technology in another world. You can call it across dimensions? Uh, no, you will have to drive the car through the portal. That's why we okay. brought it inside. Oh my god, that's so cool. <laughs> Uh, and these, and he starts pointing at all of the little pieces of machinery. I was going through the notes. You all have the ability to um, to absorb the energy of the world that you're going into and, and change and adapt to to fit it. Now the car will do the same thing. It Whoa. will draw on the energies of that world and shift into something that appropriately fits in that world. It's a magic school bus. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is either. Oh my gosh. Megan runs to the television, <laughs> turns on PBS. I wheel out the TV cart. <laughs> this is bananas. Very good. Good job. There are many complications with trying to send you all into these other dimensions and making it so that it's safe for you as well as whatever it is you may need to bring back, but also not having this weird fluctuation of what happens with time while you're gone. Ha! Huh. And that is actually uh, why Ferguson, uh, Ferguson, if you could come over here. And you see Ferguson flit off of Ref's shoulder, and you can see that around his neck, he's got a very tiny necklace with a glowing center. And as he speaks, if you remember, when you heard the Queen talk, it was just chittering. But you can hear his voice being amplified by this gem and pushed out into the room. Yes, I had the opportunity to deal with some of the time magic and run it through a couple of tests. We were able to build a field so that the caster of the spell who is putting you through, they're put in a slowed state. So that for them, it's not very long. But if you look at the portal there... And he indicates to a bunch of small hourglass shapes along the base of the portal. And there's sand inside of them. And some of it's flowing down. Some of it's flowing up. Some of it's going very slowly. They're all moving in different ways. We set up the portal so that it will sync with the time of the place you're going to. So there won't be a worry of, are we being here... A very long time or a very short time. It'll just be the time is the time. You guys are doing a hell of a thing over here. I'll be honest. We accomplished 
much more, I think, than we had anticipated. Uh, I had mentioned before that I had gathered a lot of time magic in my travels, uh, in my suit, and when we uh, cracked open the containment unit to get to that time magic to to utilize, there was a, a bit of a spillage, and luckily this place is very well warded, and so the magic stayed in here, and we didn't really notice until we ran out of food, and Ori ran out to get some other meals for us, uh, but time in the lab seemed to be going about three to four days faster than it was outside of the lab, but it, it, it did wear off, uh, but it did give us much time to work in what was only three days in the outside world. Oh my gosh. Yes, it was kind of a lucky accident. We'll take lucky accidents. We like those. I think we live those. <laughs> so how close to jumping in this car and going through the portal are we? I think we're ready when you are. I think I want to walk over to like James and kind of put a hand on his shoulder and be like, it's pretty busy in here, but it feels like old times, right? It does. It was very nice to be helpful again, to be useful, to even see the things that I had thought of in the future and realize that I could put them together now. Have you been back to see any of the old team yet? Ha, huh. no, I wasn't exactly sure how to start that conversation, and nobody thought it was a good idea what I was doing, and then I lost many years of my life to it. That's a large, I told you so, that I'm not looking forward to. <laughs> That's fair, and Margaret is not above that, so... Yes. Yeah. She hasn't softened with age, has she? No. God, no. It might be good just to try to say hi, though, you know? She might say, I told you so, but she'd also probably be very, very happy to see you. Oh, maybe I could. Uh, they keep talking about... Um, I know that it's different uh, on the, the cube that you gave me, but on the, on the telephone, the textual message. Just text. Just text message. Nope. Textual. That's textual. it. Textual. Because you give people the context for the things you want to say, but in typed words instead of your own voice. And it's very hard to read subtext into it. Yes, yes. yes. Well, by all means. Does anyone have her number? Yeah, I gotcha. And I'll I'll give it over and like make sure to end anything that you send with an eight, three <laughs> oh my equal God. signs and a capital D. And that's like a sign off. Oh, Whoa. I thought, should I not sign off with my name? Who is this? Three. You know what? No, you're you're right. Do do that one. D. That's better. Do I sign every text message? You should sign every text message with love, James. Hmm, I like it. I can't. I can't abide this. I'm, <laughs> I'm watching all these people take advantage of a poor old man who's been out of the world for so long. I'm just. I'm just like for shame on all of you. <laughs> you know what? I would love to get text messages from my grandpa that just say love grandpa after every single one. It's fine. If he loves the person he's sending the text message to, he can do that. But not to the Uber Eats guy. <laughs> we can't just universally tell him. Grandpa, can we talk to you about something real quick? Yes, of course. So we recently found out that when this world's Nash um, killed TJ and TJ killed Death, the energy from the Builder and Death went into Nash as the Devourer. And we know that Death is trying to take over and push out those other energies. And I just, I don't know if there's any information or insight you might be able to give us on if he would have thought to try to work on finding someone to have lined up to take those powers or, I don't know, it just, it's so unexpected. And I just thought maybe you might have a different view on the situation. Well, when you all destroyed Koshe, you released the essence of the god from the vessel. So I think the best way to think about it would be to ask yourself these questions. Assume that Nash 
is in the same situation that you are, simply a vessel for the energy. What did you know from the empath? Did you know anything? It's very possible that he could still be himself, but being pushed in a different direction. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. The empath didn't take me over, didn't make decisions for me. I mean, I still sometimes had these like impulses that I should do something. And sometimes it was not something I could really fight against. But I'm still me. So Nash is still Nash. Yeah. I mean, I guess I kind of forget as much as we refer to Koshay as death. He wasn't. He was Koshay. That was the problem. Yes. And Koshay had been the vessel before and was there at the separation then imprisoned. So for him, it was being reunited. For Nash, he may not even know on a conscious level that death is there. It really helps to put that in that perspective. I've just kind of been thinking of Nash and death and the devourer as this like own separate evil thing, but kind of relating it to what I've gone through is helpful and kind of makes it less scary, honestly. Thanks, Grandpa. Okay, so what are you all doing in the lair as everyone is doing final preparations? I think I'm just going over everything with these guys. Like, I know I'm not going to understand almost any of it, but just I want to ask, like, what exactly do we do, you know, in accordance to all of this? Like, who does what at what time? Just go over the whole process, top to bottom, as many times as it takes for me to get it. Yeah, I think in a, a very simplified way, what they explain to you is that you'll all get into the car. Grandpa Tincher will activate the computer components of this. The time components of it are already going. They just constantly are on the move. And then, as previously established before, Rev will cast the spell. They had to build a new spell that encompassed all of these other parts. Um, and with his kind of growing knowledge of magic through the other worlds, everyone else is so focused on the type of magic that they can do Rev was the most generalized one, so this was a spell for him. He will be placed inside of the Circle of Runes. Once he finishes casting the spell, Jeffrey will activate those runes, which will then put Rev in a bubble that slows time down. So for him, it will be a very short time that he's casting the spell to take away the fatigue that uh, Jeffrey himself experienced. And then the portal will be open, and it will stay open while you are gone. You'll pull the car through, and the car and all of you of course, will change, and that Ori and Landara are here. You know, Ori was working on the car, but part of why the two of them are here is to act as guards in case anything comes through the other way. Outstanding. So functionally, drive car forward. <laughs> we tried to make it as user-friendly as possible. I love you all so much. They knew who they were building this for. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just watching Ori work. Um, no, uh, <laughs> thirsty. Listen, it's been said multiple times in this show thus far that Ori had a hell of a glow up. So, um, yeah. no, I mean, I'm, I'm honestly probably talking with Rev and Lindara. Just they, they are the people who I know have been to a variety of dimensions and kind of like what is that like what should I be on the lookout for and then you know out of the corner of my eye I'm watching Ori work <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah they they tell you collectively that you know after you tell them your experience coming back in time that feeling of magic kind of being pulled away that it's a similar feeling but different in the sense that the magic that is in you the power that is in you is shifted away and replaced with something comparable to the world that you're going into. Um, and I think that that Rev talks about, you know, the, the first time that Landara took me through one of these, 
the most jarring thing to me was all of my stuff changing. Huh. For example, Kim, we went to another world one time and my salt shaker, which I used as kind of a focus to draw my power, uh, didn't really work there, but it turned into like a cool like salt crystal dagger. Okay. Okay. Um, And so, but as long as you make it back through the portal, like with that item, with that salt crystal dagger, you'll still keep all of your stuff when you go back to the, to, to your world? Correct. Okay, cool. Man, I wonder what this is going to turn into. And I kind of heft my golden shotgun. I think Rev sees that. It's like, I see you got the top tier skin in Call of Duty. I, I did. How did you unlock the uh, gold shotgun wrap? I guess I am the chosen again. Oh, you like you had to go through the ritual and stuff again? No, uh, it sort of um, came to me honest, I guess. It chose him. Hey, congratulations. Thanks. I am equal parts yeah. honored and, mm-hmm. you know, horrified mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. the responsibility and so on. That checks out. Yeah. Um, I can't really think of anything like specific that I would want to do. Maybe ask Ori about the car and the things that, you know, they kind of pointed out how this works just in case while we're in another world and something seems to go wrong, I am at least, you know, I've I've done a walkthrough of how stuff's set up. So even if I don't fully understand it, I can try and troubleshoot. Yeah. Uh I don't exactly know what to tell you. The car, like it's a car here, but if it turns into I don't know, three wolves pulling a dog sled. Does it need to eat? Probably. Like, treat it like whatever it's like. What if you only come back through with two wolves? Then is it like... Oh, you would probably be short a tire or something, yeah. Try? No, I think it just comes through busted. Oh, no. So are we going to go through a portal and then we have to try and, like, come back through the same place like usual? Is it like the kind of crack in the egg thing? Yeah. Okay, okay. So just got to make sure somewhere we can drive back through. Cool. You said that Landara's in the back? Yeah. I'm going to go check in on her. Yeah, you head into the back and there is a large metal case on the ground that is open and it is filled with a bunch of futuristic looking weapons and she's sorting through them. Uh, I walk up and I do our secret handshake. Hey, how's it going? Uh, too fast. Too fast. Much happening. Too furious? Too furious. How about you? Not bad. It's been uh, nice having some company. Wait a second. Hold on. Did you have you seen Fast and Furious now? Is that something you've dipped into in all of your world traveling? The first one, Rev showed it to me. He okay. hadn't seen it either, so. I Boy, that, that almost blew right past me, but uh, let's talk about that for 14 or 15 yeah, minutes yeah. here. Um, I'm excited to see where the franchise as a whole goes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is all this? Like, I want to gesture at all the future tech. Uh, these are just some things that I brought along, you know, in case I need them. What do they do? That one shoots. Uh, that one shoots something bigger. Uh, that one explodes. Are any of them on the car that I need to know about? Oh, no, no, no. This is just for us to uh, to guard the portal. Got it. How was world hopping? It's good. I like it. And, uh, you know, I'm glad you guys dropped Rev off because I think having someone there who's like super excited to do it and didn't think it existed makes it even more fun. So it's it's ongoing then. You're not like done now. Like you're going back in. Well, I guess it depends what the future holds. Like for now, I'm I'm here. I told them I'd help guard this portal for whatever's going on. Well, I appreciate that. It's good to have you here. Yeah, it's my pleasure. It's uh, not often I go to a different world and get to actually relax a little bit well enjoy that while it lasts because at any moment this could all just go sideways yeah what kind of things you think might come through that portal they all were pretty clueless oh i mean if it's just stuff coming from the places we're going 
I don't know. I mean, one of the things we saw was like a an egg. Like a big chicken. More reptilian. All right. Yeah. Put alien on your list of movies to watch. Oh, yeah. That a pretty good one? Well, one, yes. And two, maybe relevant to things that might come through. So. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to go help finish up preparations for the jump here. So. She nods and dips back into the case. Uh, and I think as you come out of the back room, Jeffrey has finished cleaning up the runes on the ground and Grandpa Tincher lets you know that everything is ready and everyone starts to move into their positions. Yeah, I want to fire off a very quick text to Strom uh, saying, going to another world, not sure how long I'm going to be there. I love you and I hope I'll see you soon. As the four of you climb into the car, Kim, you get a text back that reads, Be careful, my dear. I'll see you soon. Which one are we going to? Uh, I was talking with him earlier. I thought the one with the... You know, that had all the star charts and stuff might be a good start. Yeah, it's one of the one that we have all three of, so sounds good. All right, everyone, buckle up. Grandpa Tincher flips a couple of switches on the computer console. The added components on the base of the portal spark to life. Rev presses the palms of his hands together and casts the spell. He throws his hands open and the built-up magic pulses out from him, lighting up the crystals along the portal's base, and the portal thrums into existence. Well... You came through time, now you get to go through to another world, even further than Elnor. How you feeling? Still terrified, but I'm excited that I'm not alone. Yeah, that's usually the vibe. Grandpa Tinsher flips one final switch, and a series of runes that run along the floor light up underneath Rev. His movements start to become slower and slower and slower until you can barely notice that he's moving at all. I throw it in drive and slam on the gas. You pull forward and through the portal. You've all felt the sensation before, the energy of another world flowing into you and changing you, but it feels different this time, more controlled. Around you, the IPT cruiser shifts and fluctuates as well, the space inside growing larger, the steering console expanding, and the thrust of the engine becoming stronger and more steady. As you come out the other side of the portal, you find yourself in the dark void of space. Faintly, just ahead, you see a planet illuminated by the turquoise glow of a nearby planetary nebula. A screen on the console lights up. The thrust of the engine becomes stronger and the small ashen planet draws nearer. End of season four. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the end of season four. First off, I just want to say thank you to all of you for joining us over these last few years as we have told this story. We've said it once. We've said it a hundred times. This would not be possible without all of you, without your support and your words of encouragement and just your joining us in this adventure every week. It can be very easy to get bogged down in the minutia or the stress or the work of things, and it is all of you that remind us why we do this every week. So thank you for being so loving and so supportive and for joining us every week. So much like last year, we're going to take a little break between seasons. Everybody's got some time scheduled to take a little bit of a vacation. You know, we have certainly learned that self-care is very important and it's not something that we are always great at. So we are scheduling in time to give everyone weeks off so they can go on various vacations and things like that. So 
as always, do not fear. We will not leave your feed empty during that time. So here's the schedule we have lined up. And this is actually going to take us to the beginning of Season 5, which will drop on Wednesday, August the 3rd, the first day of Gen Con. That will also be the first episode of Season 5. So between now and then, we have got nine weeks. Well, what are we going to do for nine weeks? Well, first, just like last year, we're going to do some one-page RPGs. We have recorded these already and had a blast playing them. So for the first four weeks, you can tune in to hear us run through some one-page RPGs. We're going to do something we have talked about for a very long time. I know you have heard us talk ad nauseum about Further Investigation, which was a campaign that Jake ran with Tass and I playing kind of Holmes and Watson-esque characters. Well, just to give you a little bit of a taste of that world, Jake is going to run kind of the beginning of that story. Um, we didn't even play the very beginning of that story. We kind of started at level three with the idea that we had already done some cases. We knew each other. Jake is going to run us through a game of Pathfinder that is kind of the first case of further investigation. So it'll be myself and Tass and Kim and Megan playing. Jake is going to run that. And we are very excited to share those characters with you because you've heard us talk about them a lot and how much fun we had doing that story. And then the last episode before we get into season five, so that would be Wednesday the 27th, we are going to have our season four Q&A. So we already did a Q&A for Urban Shadows because there was a lot that went on there. If you have any questions about Season 4 or really about anything over the course of the last four seasons, you can send those questions in to us. We would like to have those questions by Friday, July 8th, so about five weeks from now, and we'll take some time to remind you as it gets closer. But if you've got any questions about the second half of Season 4 or really anything leading up through the story the last four years, you can either submit those on Discord you can go to the contact us form on the website or you can email us at the cast the grit show podcast.com. So we hope that you enjoy our next few weeks of one page RPGs and Pathfinder one shot. And then, of course, the Q&A right before we launch into season five, which will be out the first Wednesday of August as we are all prepping for Gen Con. So, again, thank you all so much for joining us. We love you all very much. We hope that you have enjoyed the journey so far. And we are excited to share with you the rest of the story as we slowly start to move towards its finale. The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. It's the last days of summer, 1920. Do you know where your children are? They should be playing outside. Come on, Chelsea. Mima says we're not allowed to go to this house. We're not even supposed to be on this side of town. Doing their chores. Why aren't these chicken coops clean? Please, Father. I'll be good. I'll be- ah! Oh, God! <laughs> Obeying their parents. You look me right in the eyes and tell me you didn't steal this bike. Ma, no, I've been helping Mr. Diamond, all right? 
Lord, don't tell me my son is working at a speakeasy. Exploring their feelings. Let's go over to the apple tree. Gosh, <laughs> okay. But unfortunately for these young fools, the neighborhood bully has other plans. Tonight, you are going to meet me out in front of the old Barnaker house. Howling house? Why? <laughs> now, a boy scout, a tag-along, a doormat, and a delinquent will dare to spend the night in the most haunted estate in Arkham. Will they survive to see the sunrise? Or will they succumb to the hunger of Howling House? You're going to die tonight. What is that thing? Is this, this the witch's library? I'm gonna kill you! Not tonight! Roger, make him stop! No! You watch! Run away, little ones. Oh, yeah. I'm so hungry. Listen to the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program's award-winning season, Night at Howling House. The complete story, available everywhere you listen to podcasts, and at CthulhuMystery.com. All the, all the outs and free, all the outs and free. <laughs>